Good morning. Speak, friend, and enter the Bag and Book Club. I'm Nora. I'm joined by Jackson. Hello. And Em. Hello. It's Lord of the Rings time. And we're here to bring you the hot scoops of the show because a bunch of character photos dropped today. That's right. I don't. I, I don't have I, those it, in some, front of me. Some part of my heart has gone. Man, what if it's good? And a foolish thing to say, but I will be watching it probably. There's like a dwarf lady. Um, I was mad that she didn't have a beard, but that's fine. I knew I was going to win that one because everyone's got to be hot in a television show. And apparently, bearded ladies are just not hot. Societal the, the standards of Western is, culture. <laughs> I un- like. I understand and I agree. Uh, but uh, already on my timeline, saw people like. Someone said that, and someone else said it would be transphobic because that's true. It's just a joke, and on so and so till the end of time. Um, so that that would have been the discourse. <laughs> that's there. not. That's not. That's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. What about Galadriel? Um, um I sure. I guess <clears throat> I. I didn't think. I never thought of Galadriel as a lady who runs, walks around the sword and armor. But, um, whatever. This is before everyone's got rings, so they can do whatever the fuck they want, right? This the thing is, this is not oh. described ground, right? See, they just make up whatever shit they want, and like it doesn't matter. I'm reading here on uh, a website that there are reportedly 22 main characters in the series. I don't believe that. That sounds like well, I mean, I mean, like if you look at most like big epic television, that that's that kind of seems like not that many. Like you know, this is the Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones has like 30, right? At least. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes. Once you get to that kind of situation... Game of Thrones has, like, six main characters, and they all have the same last name. No, it doesn't. No, like, they don't mean main characters in terms of, like, who the... They mean, like, main cast They mean people people that are going to have storylines and speaking roles. Hmm. But, like, more importantly than that, I mean people who are billed and put in the main credits of the show uh, and are paid regardless of whether they show up or not <laughs> uh, is usually how that works. Like, that's famously how guest star contracts works. Um, and the reason when you make a show like this, you make everyone main characters is because of the, like, weird nature of these ensemble shows. Not everyone's going to be in every episode. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, Um, on the list of Game of Thrones character chart on Wikipedia there are 44 named characters in the main cast that's not even counting the recurring guys Uh, don't do that that's a bad way to do it because I'm just uh, going like that's just like pick go to like season four let's click season four i'm just saying like most of those a good like most of them were from season one I don't care how many lines you have. If you didn't get a POV chapter in the book, you're not a main character. There are 27 on the main cast of season four. Okay. So I'm just saying. We got... I'm going to list them all and you can tell me if any okay, if you, any of you know Game of no, Thrones No, we're all. not doing this. Okay. Shut the okay, fuck no, up. Okay, no, hit me. All right. <laughs> no, come on. No, you can, when I leave, you can go record an export where you think of Game of Thrones characters you might have heard of once. I'm not going to stop you. I read four and a half of those books. Fine, fine, I'll stop. We can get on with the fucking chapters, and we will do this later without you. Good, because I'll be sleeping. (laughs) If you wish we had done it on this podcast, leave angry comments on the video. (laughs) If you can, if you can name Game of Thrones characters, if you can name at least ten Game of Thrones characters off the top of your head, you win. There's no prize, but good job, you did it. I wasn't going to do a guessing game. I was just going to read them out, and it would have taken less time than this conversation is taking right now. You. I don't believe you, because everyone will go, oh, <laughs> that guy, and oh, I've never heard of them, and oh, that guy is like called the Hound. 
There is a guy Which called the Hound. The, that's right. That, that's Hashtag Clegane Bowl. Yeah. Hashtag Clegane Bowl. <laughs> what's the What's the Clegane Bowl of Lord of the Rings? I guess it was a. I guess the Clegane Bowl of Lord of the Rings already happened. Who? And what it was you, when what they are you fucking talking showed. about? <laughs> what the hell is happening? Okay, so okay, Clegane okay, Bowl a... was a uh, expected duel between two Clegane brothers. What? It's like a really stupid fan theory that like okay there was a stupid fan theory that these two characters were both dead and coming back uh, through various mysterious mysterious means we're gonna like have a fight and it was gonna be their big tragic ending and it was never gonna happen it was just like a weird stupid fan theory but they did it anyway uh, the equivalent of Lord of the Rings is when they show on screen in the Hobbit all the shit that happened with the Necromancer uh in terms of like just oh, okay yeah uh fan fan fictiony stuff that doesn't need to be filled in that is i guess implied uh but made into something generic in the way that nerds think of as cool the reason that's is my that best quickest explanation that there are enough ambiguities in the book version of those character stories that you could you could theoretically say oh this this and this but then the the show does not take that approach so Anyway, what chapters are we reading this week? We read the fifth through seventh chapters of Book Two of the Two Towers. I don't have the book in front of me. It's over there on the shelf. I'm looking at it. Do you want me to read the chapters for you? I can do that. We read Window on the West, The Forbidden Pool, and Journey to the Crossroads. Yeah. You know who's cool? Farmer. Farmer. Yeah. What if what Faramir. if there was a guy who just was like, uh, man, my brother had like I understand he was a good guy. I would I would if anyone spoke ill of him, I'd fuck him up. But he was a bit of an asshole. That's for me to say though. <laughs> yes, only I get to say that. I lived with him. <laughs> but like, I get it. Yeah. I'm also like just doing my best. Yeah. Like, I'm not my father's favorite son. I'm just out here trying to... It's the fucking end of the world. Have you seen it out here? Um, and I'm doing what I can. But even the, also, even now, at the end of everything, I wouldn't pick up your big evil gun and use it to beat the bad guy. <laughs> he's like, I can tell I'm not a main character right now. I'm going to stand over here. I'm going to let you do your thing. Um, and then, like, every couple pages, we'll just, like, say the hardest shit that's ever been said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, like, a bit where he says... um. Uh, I've uh, I'm tasked to kill every living every living thing. Not uh, uh not a man of Gondor in, in this land. Uh, yet I would not do so. Uh, like you know, recklessly. I don't remember what the line is. I basically, like I have the permission to kill anything I want in the name of Gondor's safety. But also, I'm not a moron uh, or a tyrant. So I'm going to talk to you first. <laughs> uh, and it's just good. He's just cool as shit. He's just cool. This is like um. So, we, we've we seen Strider do some ranger stuff, but this is like a bunch of rangers, and they're like, they all have a secret fort, and it's really sick. That there's the moment where they part ways, and Faramir just like, steps backward into the forest, and instantly everyone is just gone. Should we summarize these chapters? Sure. Um, yeah, I guess so. <clears throat> uh, the hobbits are captured by Faramir and interrogated by Faramir. He eventually decides that they're cool. And um, <laughs> only after, after Sam spills fucking everything. <clears throat> yeah. Sam does do that, and then he's embarrassed about it. Um, 
they also go look at Smeagol, and they're like, well, this guy, I don't like him, and I don't trust him, but he, it's your business, Frodo. I'm not going to tell you to get rid of this guy, but I think you should get rid of this guy. Um, but if you're sure you can trust him as much as you are trusting him, then we will let you go, and I'll give you a doom. For a year and a day, you can uh, be anywhere in Gondor, but uh, then you have to go to the to my dad, or else die. Um, but good luck out there. <laughs> <laughs> and then after they leave, well, in the night, Faramir, in the night, they find Gollum hanging out. Yeah. And capture him, and then they're like, you, we could just kill this guy for you, it'd be great. And Frodo's like, no, Gandalf didn't want me to, and he's actually been useful, and it would be rude, and he's in under my charge, so you're gonna have to let him go. And so they do, they're like, don't trust this motherfucker, he's evil. And Frodo's like, he's not entirely evil, and Sam's like, no, he's evil, we should kill him. <laughs> they don't, but he's uh, grumpy. He is grumpy, he's grumpy in a lot of these scenes. Yes. Uh, and then they walk more. <laughs> I know it's Lord of the Rings, so they walk more. But, um, they're almost to the pass, but they're not at the pass yet. Yeah, they, right? they walk south and then meet to find a big crossroads and notice as they're traveling that it seems like days shorter and shorter. Like, oh, the sun never actually came out today. That's fucked up. That is fucked up. It's fucked up. <clears throat> then he looks out to the west and he sees the setting sun. Uh, he sees all the way out toward Gondor. And then the sun's gone. Yeah. Oh, there's a statue. Yeah, some, <clears throat> some flowers crowning on the head of a fallen statue. And they're like, oh, the king is returning. Uh, and I'm like, not for three more chapters, Frodo. <laughs> they can't conquer forever. And then the sun went out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love I love to uh, hope post on twitter.com <laughs> <clears throat> yeah Faramir obviously the uh, main takeaway from these chapters he's a really cool guy I did not realize until very recently um, that he was uh, in Van Helsing but that's a story for another episode. You mean when I pointed out that David Wenham had a very short career playing, like, the kind of nice guy in the action films? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Frodo also has an elfiness that Faramir can sense. He does. I, I love all this stuff. Uh, Frodo and Faramir's conversation is just fantastic. Um, like the back and forth, the way that like Frodo's trying really hard, like I, I must, I must do this uh bold negotiation, and um, you know, this, this is a representative of someone else. We're on our quest, and no one can speak for us. I must like take up the mantle of statesman briefly in like this limited capacity. Uh, meanwhile, Sam just has no interest for like those kind of heirs. <laughs> uh. And mostly just kind of pouts through these chapters. Um, <laughs> and my memory of the movie, like, Sam's, like, the most, like, the nicest boy. Uh, like, he has a conflict with Gollum, but, like, um, I feel like Sam's a very different character than my memory of him from, like, culture and the films. Yes. Uh, 
because because of like how much more of this book focuses on these kind of like you know almost every chapter um is organized in some way around some kind of meeting and negotiation of power between two like very different people with very different forces and histories like they don't focus on the battle uh at um isengard they focus on uh gandalf and saruman like talking back and forth and what the position of every like leader there is going to be and they all talk mm-hmm. about their own histories um and frodo in, in having, having this kind of, like that, this experience in miniature here and he's like you know he has to he's controlling Gollum, but he also has to stand up for Gollum because sam and also family don't really understand the value of Gollum, and he's like you know the only way they're going to complete their <laughs> this quest is with this guy uh and all that stuff is just is just so good yeah Oh, would it surprise you to know that uh, Faramir is the character Tolkien most saw himself in? <laughs> I see myself as the coolest guy. Well, he's not, though. Like, the thing is, Faramir exists in, like, opposition to cool guys. Like, that's why we like him, right? But, like, I guess he's a guy who's like, yeah, Boromir was, like, the fucking quarterback who was going to become president or whatever. And I was a little brother, and I just saw him and I helped him and supported him. And I thought, like, what he did, he was always a great guy, but, like... It wasn't me. It wasn't my job to be that guy, so I didn't have to, thank God. Whew, sounds hard. Uh, <laughs> uh, the only person with uh, actual sense that uh, Frodo's ever met, he's just like, oh, no, no, don't tell me about the thing. And then Sam spills about the ring, and he's like, ah, shit, you shouldn't told me, but uh, you know what? I promise you I wasn't going to p- take care of whatever you're holding. I knew it was bad. It's bad. Um, but thankfully, not on me. I already promised you. And even if I didn't, I wouldn't want it because it sounds like it's bad. you got to take this. Love him. Yes. It's, this is going to be such an epic prank because Frodo tells Faramir that Gandalf is super dead. And <laughs> Faramir is about to run back home. And <laughs> who will he meet? It's true. Mithrandir, um, too. They're far enough ahead that Gandalf's probably already at Minas Tirith when this is happening, would be my guess. Oh, okay. Because we're we've skipped far ahead into whatever is happening in that side of Return of the King at this point. Right. Yeah, because when by the like you know chapter one they've already walked through most of uh, that side of book three, yeah. right? Yeah, they've they've taken a long time because they're just two little guys. <laughs> two little guys. Two little guys. Book four of the Lord of the Rings. Two little guys. So we get the we get the thing about three little guys. Yeah, we, three little guys. We get the thing about Gondor specifically in that. Once they got rid of the king, they had the stewards who ruled in the stead. Um, and we get our first picture of Denethor, who will become a major character when we finally get to Minas Tirith, thank God. And uh, we get him telling young Boromir, he's like, why can't you be king, Papa? And he's like, if this was a lesser place full of rubes and fools, maybe someone like me could be the king. But if the, I was, if, you know, there was no king for another 10,000 years, it would not be enough uh, for us to supplant the throne. That's not what we do here. We're fucking Gondorians. Love him. And you just see, uh, you just see why Boromir is like proud to a fault in the way he is. The minute this happens, the and the idea of this coming out of like fucking Denethor's mouth, like his only knowing John Noble being like, yes, because um, uh, the I found the actual line because you you posted it and uh, I was like, this is the coolest thing everyone's ever said. Um, which is yeah, he asked that and then uh, Denethor said, for a few years maybe in other places of less royalty. In Gondor, 10,000 years would not suffice. Like, oh, that's so hard. It's the hardest shit. 
Feel free to retweet. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good. Um, yeah, no, it, it, there's a lot of like talking around Boromir, who he was in this chapter, and it it's like surprisingly like broad like like in-depth characterization for a character who didn't really have that much of a character when he was still alive i love them all talking around like what they thought about him um like frodo doesn't want to admit the last time they met was kind of in a bad situation um Mm -hmm. faramir doesn't want to admit that he knows he's dead because he saw the body float down the river and then the horn came back clothed in twain right uh it's good uh yeah I right, did so. always think it was kind of funny to put Boromir in the boat and send him off a cliff. I mean, even when they do that, they say it's gonna the boat's gonna take him all the way down into the sea. Yeah, but I don't think. See, I was like ten when I read these, mm-hmm. so I just imagined Boromir going whoo <laughs> off the cliff, like that Homer Simpson <laughs> bit. I don't know. I haven't seen the, the Simpsons. Homer Simpson. It's the, the. It might be the single funniest joke in all of the Simpsons. Norman doesn't know. <laughs> That's fair. Um, uh, and then all of them being like, "Oh, uh, you are telling the truth. He did have a horn, but he also had a weird belt." And Frodo's like, "Oh, I, now I know you're telling the truth. He did have a weird belt." It's like our weird belts. Look at our weird belts. He's like, "Oh yeah, those are weird belts." You throw dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, we also get some good, like, do you know Gandalf? Oh, I, I know Gandalf, yeah. he's I knew him by, like, another name, but, like, I know he's got, like, seven names. He's Gandalf. He's like, oh, right, yeah, that guy. I love him. This is all the stuff that, like, we haven't really had since book one and two. I mean, this is, like, Council of Elrond type stuff, yes. right? Um, and so there's a, li- like, there's a little bit in that, uh, that other scene, like I said, about the, uh, the two towers, uh, Isengard. Um, but this kind of like okay two characters who are on the same side must like carefully dispense law capital l law in the way of like history and not in terms of wikis mm-hmm. uh, to like feel out their places in this story um and th- this whole book has just been me being impressed by just like just how engaging that is yeah uh, because it, you know, it's the stuff that you would be told off for writing. It's it's it is technic. It is it would be you know common wisdom would say this is boring and not a real story. Uh, but it's actually fucking great. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's because the things Tolkien's pulling from are just not a conception of what a modern like plot heavy story is, right? Yeah, it's, it's just really strange that like Lord of the Rings is massively influential, and all these like tropes. Uh, are basically unrecognizable at least like while thematically and um in like their their plot details are can be similar have no like formal similarity right when you read a mm. modern fantasy book oh you mean no one would spend three formally. chapters on they met a guy and he gave them dinner and they talked to each other and then he sent them on their way <laughs> well no that they might but it would be like back and forth yes. dialogue Fair enough. Uh, yeah like and- one of the fantasy books that i was reading just last year that i dropped um which i've found notable because i so rarely like actively choose to drop something rather than just like eh whatever uh it was like <laughs> that was a thing that they would do but not in like a cool way and it's in, in a way of like 
every story beat with this main character is him running into a new guy to tell him what the actual plot is, usually with food involved. And it was just super boring. But this uh, is great. The the thing I was thinking of was um, uh, when I was desperately trying to follow along with Elantris, uh, couldn't do it. Uh, fairly early on, there's a scene where she goes to that guy's house, and then all his kids are there at dinner, and they all have to introduce themselves one by one. Uh, and they all do this by like reading out every single line of their dialogue. It's intolerable. It goes on forever. It's so fucking boring. Oh my no, god. That's that's super important because you have to plant the scenes of the magical autism character who's going to save the day. <laughs> that's the thing is that like everything <laughs> there is technically plot important in a very modern setup and payoffy way. If all these lines will feed into some bullshit later on, whereas this is like, you know, everyone is out loud engaging with the text in front of them because engaging with the story is also what they're doing while you're reading about it, right? Like they, they have their own stories and they must like deduce what they mean, decide what's important to them and then continue on this conversation. Oh, you're mm-hmm. telling uh, me, you're telling me Lord of the Rings is like Dark Souls. What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't even bring it up and it's not really. <laughs> I didn't even bring up. That's not what Dark Souls is about. There's a ring in Dark Souls. There's many rings. There's several rings. Well, there's this the dark sign. Okay, that's the not ring. one of the rings. Yeah, I, I I get that. I see. There's an Elden Ooh. Ring. Ooh. There is an Elden no, Ring. No, not anymore. There's not. That's the thing. <laughs> Aren't you seeking it? I don't know. I haven't. I'm, I'm going to oh, play that seek, game. Oh, seek seek lust. Seek seek lust. Yeah. Um. God. In in Dark Souls Three, there are two characters, uh, the two twin princes called Lothric and Lorien. Oh, two princes, uh, which is, yeah, one two princes stand before yeah. you. Um, they don't actually stand up, oh. uh, but one one of them does. One of them's on their knees, right? The other one does uh, not do that. The other one's like crawling around there. Anyway, uh, ob- world's most obvious Lord of the Rings reference because <laughs> uh, they're called Lothric and Lorien, and I went and found like a. <laughs> a extreme i speak japanese dark souls names explained and like uh you know we uh this one's probably named after this and uh this one's lorian's probably named after like the concept of laurels that means bravery uh and i'm like i i, I guess as well but like it, it's named after lothlorian it's a very famous fantasy thing <laughs> it's so it was so funny they're the last two in their line and lothlorian is like the last like haven of its kind it's it's pretty straightforward they're also like yes they are also like refusing to go into the the new age of men right and it's the the last place where they're holding out before magic dies Um, also there's that part where galadriel was just swinging a a big sword around (laughs) while like crouch walking it was weird in the in the book but now it makes sense <laughs> that makes total sense um you're like oh they gotta use iframes to get through gladriel shit anyway that's why um that's why it's so perilous to pass through that, that land <clears throat> anyway that's enough of that limbus is an estus flask if you think about it <laughs> i i didn't start this and you started I this. Did start this. <laughs> I don't know how much well, else I have, I'll be honest. It's a yeah. sleepy Thursday. <laughs> sleepy Thursday, kind of chill chapters. Um, they're good. Yeah, they're, they're, I, they're fucking great. I spent longer at my job interview than I did reading these chapters today. <laughs> good. I was there for three hours. Um, Damn. 
Yeah. Were they interviewed for three uh, hours, or were you there for three hours? No. The place is being renovated, so everything was in chaos, and I had to wait an hour before they even like, acknowledged me. <laughs> um, what are we reading next time? We are reading the Lord last Rings. three chapters of book four of Lord of the Rings. Okay. That's it. We'll be done with the book. Moving on to Return of the King. Yo, 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 yo. That's Do you miss Frodo Aragorn says. yet? <laughs> you know, I don't miss Aragorn. Like, I'll be happy to see him back, but it's not. I <laughs> I expected for this to be like the weakest book, um, just because I was like, oh yeah, they're gonna go with uh, with Gollum. It's just gonna be like traversing space for ages, and I guess that is like technically what's happened. But it's been like just as dense as any of the rest of the book in terms of like stuff going on you know you know who can't claim that they don't miss aragorn eowyn why who's busy being hard up for aragorn uh that's so true dangling plot point she saw him once and she was like damn he's got to be mine and uh there's gonna there's fate is in the way of that one sorry so she can't miss him he's gone he's coming back they're riding but, so Helm's she is deep. missing him. So she is missing him because yeah. he's not there. Yeah. But, okay, whatever. But Jackson's not missing <laughs> him because Jackson's moved on. <clears throat> Upgraded to Frodo, which I don't know if is really an upgrade, but you know what you can do. Upgrade to Faramir. Oh yeah, fair enough. He's the boy. You could play as Faramir in the uh PS2 video game of the Two Towers. Really? I'm pretty sure he was functionally identical to Boromir. That makes sense, considering they're just sword guys from Gondor. <laughs> it's not like yeah. it's not like the Lord of the Rings characters have like <laughs> special abilities, right? They're just guys. Yeah, they do. Gandalf <laughs> has magic. Okay, Legolas Gandalf has, has magic. And, bow. and yes, Gimli has an axe. I I don't think functionally I, an, axe... an axe is that different than like a sword. Well, an it accurate does... Lord of the Rings video game is going to be like five guys who do like three damage on every hit, and then Gandalf who Can, like does... nuke the battlefield for a thousand. <laughs> Gandalf damage. rolls a twenty-sided die to determine which spell he uses. <laughs> Gandalf summons a horde of angels. Gandalf lights everything on fire. <laughs> um. Pulkers, Mister Frodo. Uh, I hope I grow on Book Sam uh, by the end of the end of the stuff. I still like kind of like. Him, I like Book been... Sam. I like that he's like abrasive and difficult sometimes, right? Like he's no time for yeah. the like, like he's he's a modern character, right? In a world that is about yes. like the passage of magical things and like modernity becoming real. <laughs> he he just like he cannot do this like the weird airs of these rituals of what it is to like meet someone and. <laughs> hold call oh, even when it's just him and like frodo talking I, he's just like whatever i do want to shout out because it's fucking great is there's the scene right when everyone sits down to dinner and like all the gondorians do the middle earth version of saying grace oh yeah and frodo and uh sam are just like totally caught unawares by it and he was like oh we don't know we don't, we're doing we'll just do it with you or whatever and he's like oh do you not have this custom in your country he's like no but in our country we do stand and like bow and thank their host and farmers like oh we do that in our country also it's just a great moment of like farmer <laughs> navigating the space of like these are highborn people even if they're like guys who just fight in the woods and the hobbits just aren't hobbits don't have culture in this way 
Mm-hmm. But Sam does point out there's like a bit where they're when, when Farmer is doing the whole for th- th- one year and one day, I give you leave to walk in all the premises of Gondor before you show yourself to Theoden are deemed worthy, blah, blah, blah. And get, and Sam's Sam in like internal monologue is like, in fact, if this was in the Shire, it'd take way longer. But Sam approved of it anyway. <laughs> well, like, that's the thing that the Hobbits then do is like trust outsiders. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I really like I really like the navigation of that stuff because um, the the Gondor stuff is really tricky in that I think Gondor's super cool, right? But there's a very easy way to read it as just bad. Like the whole bit where they're like, "Oh, here where our blood is pure, we could never rule as kings because the, you know," um, and that goes into icky territory very quickly. This is like stuff that Lord of the Rings is critiqued for and is like mm-hmm. in the culture known as like, you know, the, the good blood king returns. Uh, but it ends up being like, the focus of the book is far more about like, like Tolkien's way more interested in what this means. Um, in fact, for both Faramir and Aragorn, not as like the power of the good blood, whatever that is, but far more as like what it means to be like, for there to be systems, be they inherited or like ordained by the gods. Uh, that are beyond human control but like assign you like, you have duties beyond your own existence right like when you were born you are given tasks and for uh faramir and for like denethor it is to be a steward right you can't there are limits to your existence because it is ordered that way and but just for as, as much for aragorn there are limits to the, his existence because he has to be a king all of these are like predefined roles uh that are placed on the characters and none of them like like it uh, and it's far more about dealing with the fact that is structure beyond like your own agency rather than like it is just that the king is divine which is like a you know medieval thought that people would also critique lord of the rings for uh, i think it's just it's like it's definitely in there but its relationship to those ideas is uh, uh just like more conflicted and just like wrestling with it than i expected and i think it's good yeah i also like that um if you were to list the flaws of hobbits most of them would probably be like goofy slapstick not serious well they're also like like, insufferable like bureaucratic like backstabbing like yeah all all of my answers would be like british like the fact that they're like a satire for how awful fucking british people are yes but like but it's all like sam brings that up again in a way that it makes it different from it being just the jokes that it was earlier. Cause it's like, Oh, this like, it says that if Sam had been more bold, he would have told Faramir to shoot Gollum. Um, yeah, but like Sam's also, Sam's not like a, Sam's a gardener. Like when they talk, when, when, when you go to Hobbiton, they're talking about the Sackville Vagandas and like, like landlords and landowners and like the Hobbits have class because British people have class and it's doing like a broad British parody. Uh, and Sam is like very specifically not like a high class Hobbit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's also like Sam, like, you know, Frodo's the nephew of someone who like, who was very rich and is thus like put into this, uh, master like highborn role, which we can communicate with others. And Sam is like, just doesn't, you know, have no, when to speak up what's worth speaking up for, uh, just doesn't play in that world. Sam has zero elfy airs about him. Sam does not have elfish airs. I'm always saying this about Sam. <laughs> So true. Who's less Elfie, Gimli or Sam? Sam. That's what I was thinking. 
Gimli had a whole thing about going to the fucking elves and being like, damn, this is sick, actually. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else for Lording the Rings? I just like that uh, Frodo says, Faramir, you kind of have wizard vibes. <laughs> <laughs> he does have wizard vibes. Wizard vibe check. But um, otherwise, M. Yeah. Uh, where can people turn their Palantir online to find you? Mm, well, you shouldn't do that. But if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at em underscore being. You can support all the podcasts me and Jackson do at abnormalmapping.com. Listen to Abnormal Mapping, the game club, where uh, we're like a week away from doing our episode on WarioWare and Rhythm Heaven, which will be great. Yeah, cool. uh, you can find me at headfallsoff on twitter.com. If you want to uh, listen to our Patreon podcast, they are at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping, uh, where you can listen to the Great Gundam Project for $1 a month. Um, blockbusters for $5 a month. Uh, we just watched Ready Player One. and uh, people It was good. Like it was episode. a good episode. I liked that episode. Um, the episode yeah, was yeah, great, I, but... The movie was bad. The, the movie, movie was, was fine. The movie is fine. It was terrible! Was fine. Definitely in the bottom... Five I mean that's true, that but the movie was fine. <laughs> I've seen so many worse movies than Ready Player One in my life. Well, yeah, but you know, it was still. People bad. act anyway. like it's like the worst movie ever made, and that's just not true. It's not no. untrue. No, it, it's just not true. <laughs> it is not untrue, though. No, like, no, I it understand is. What it you're is. Saying. I guarantee that it is. I feel like people just don't watch enough actual bad cinema. There's like three Marvel movies worse than Ready Player One that come out every year and have for a decade. Okay, yes, absolutely. They're not directed by Steven Spielberg, who can like shoot a camera in an action scene. <laughs> anyway, if you want a version of this conversation, uh, you can go <laughs> and check out Blockbusters. Uh, if you want to pay ten dollars a month, you can get Void Life, where we talk about nothing, uh, but it's great. Yeah, that's, that's true. actually we talk about we talk about video games usually. Yes, lately. <laughs> someday that'll change, but right now it's mostly video games. These days we've been gaming. You can find me on Twitter at neither Nora. Find stuff I've done at NoraBlake.online. Uh, you can support this show by going to exportaud.io or patreon.com slash exportaudio. And if you give us money, you'll get this show and a couple others a week early. Compared to all of the the other people who don't give us money. Um, for $5 on our uh, Patreon, you can get Pop Town Funk. Uh, the podcast where we roll random Funko Pops and then do stuff. The current one that we're working on is late by a few days. Uh, it's going to cover the Overwatch comics. That's why it's late. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just listening to the Pop Town Funk backlog the other day um those have you ever tried to do like a like a a deep dive criticism about drinking water that's what this next pop town is gonna be oh uh verdies and horries i wish we had that much to talk about (laughs) but um also uh coming soon or I guess we've started. By the time this goes up, the first episode will have come back uh, on Attention Duelists, our Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, where Olivia and I are watching Yu-Gi-Oh! We finished Yu-Gi-Oh! And then we watched Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, and now we're going to be watching Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, 
could you explain what that is for people? I understand you're doing a bit, <laughs> but you finished season you, zero. Okay. Yu-Gi-Oh! 1998 is a, se- is a season zero, if you will, of adapted from the manga. Didn't come out in the States. Yu-Gi-Oh! 1999 is the, uh, I think, TV movie associated with that. It's basically just an ad for the card game. And then Yu-Gi-Oh! 2000 uh, is the TV show that people mostly know uh, that came over here. It got dubbed. Uh, and then redubbed as the abridged series m- many years later. Uh, it's a good show, as it turns out. Much better than the original series. Uh, yeah. Dual Monsters. Yeah. He's the king of games. He is the king of games. Well, you got like uh, 300 episodes of that to deal with now, so good luck. Uh, um, more than that. <laughs> I think. Uh, of, of, isn't it? Hang on. I'm doing this now. I just, it's I just either 245 one. or it's 500. It's not 500, because there's no way it's 500, because that must be including GX and shit. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but anyway. 224. 224. It's like a Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. God. And there's bonus, there's extra episodes because we're watching the dub, and it has a... There's a whole arc that was added at some point that's only in the dub. What? Okay, then that's yes. Then there, if you want capsule monsters, then it's twelve episodes extra. Yes, we'll be watching capsule monsters. Anyway, uh, that's a different podcast. Uh, but for this podcast, all I have left to say is read for ruin and the red dawn. <laughs> <laughs>